Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw way too many references to World War III over the weekend out of, like, sober-minded people. Like, grown-ups. Not like... You know, uh, a Matt Gates type or somebody who's just looking to, to get headlines. No, like serious thinking people talking about there's the pieces are in place here if things don't go correctly, which I guess is one of the reasons the Biden administration is working so hard to make sure Hezbollah doesn't get involved or we, we've got so much presence there that nobody thinks they could get away with anything. Anyway, more on that later. Yeah, there's a great deal to be said. I thought this was interesting, the uh, article by uh, a couple of folks about how aging makes you more conservative. Baby boomers have shifted right. Oh, coming up in a moment, Oregon with one of the most bizarre, indefensible, disgusting moves by any state in the history of America. Perhaps leaving out the Jim Crow era, but this is awful. Uh, and it's, it's decent enough analysis, and it tracks some historical stuff. Um. One of the most durable forces shaping the U.S. electorate is that voters tend to lean more Republican as they age. It also matters where they begin on the political spectrum, they point out. And there are indications that millennials and the oldest members of Gen Z started out more liberal than prior generations. And that's made them a crucial base of support for Democrats, even as a lot of other voters have moved away from the party because they're freaking nuts. Then they go into the classic, it's a cliche. I'm not saying it's entirely untrue, but... 
gaining access assets rather and income pushes voters toward more conservative fiscal policies such as lower taxes that allow them to keep more of their money researchers say no way as a as Americans move from midlife to retirement, they are more likely to favor stability over change and less likely to back liberal policies that upset the social order. You know when I didn't care about what taxes were? I remember my dad being very unhappy with my thoughts on taxes as a like 21-year-old. Uh, you know when I didn't care about what taxes were? When I wasn't making any money or paying any taxes. <laughs> right. So that's not that shocking a revelation. What they leave out of this, though, uh, and it's it's clearly true. It's one of the few benefits of aging is you spend your lifetime witnessing programs and policies that you're told will bring about a utopia and you see them fail over and over again and you become Thomas Sowellized, realizing we've substituted things that sound good instead of things that work. And once you are scammed a certain, the fourth time you buy speakers from the guy in the van in the parking lot, an outdated reference, everybody's walking around with earbuds now. Uh, If you haven't woken up to the fact that those are fake speakers, you're just, you're too dumb to be helped and and probably ought to be in the care of the state. Uh, And so I think people swing more conservative as they age because they've been duped multiple times and realized the new boss is the same as the old boss. Well, that's definitely part of it. The uh, the wait a second. This is the tenth time in my life you've promised you were going to fix problem X and asked for a tax to fix it, and it hasn't happened yet. the The part that I know had a big effect on me was you get out into the workplace and you spend some years and you realize a lot of people aren't trying that hard, or they're they're like not trying at all. And yeah. the fact that they're not succeeding ain't my problem. That guy's a junkie loser. He makes bad decisions at every crossroads. So why am I giving up what I earned? Right. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, bah, 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 bah. The uh, rightward shift is likely to affect who wins elections. Um, each generation enters the electorate with a particular partisan stamp, one shaped by national events and the political ethos that prevailed during their upbringing. If you become politically cognizant during a moment of successful government intervention, you may tend to lean left. If you started paying attention to the news in the age of a dynamic Republican president, you might lean right. The That's theory would, yeah, there's one more bit than we can discuss. Uh, the theory, which political scientists call the impressionable years hypothesis, helps explain why the electorate has remained closely split, even though the aging of the population has exerted rightward pressure on the voting pool. And they throw out a couple of stats that are more distraction than information. So we both um, came of voting age when Reagan was president. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, as a weird little kid, though, I remember several times realizing that what the Time magazine was telling me was right and good. It didn't sit right in my gut. First time in high school. What was I, 14 years old, 15 years old, maybe? Thanks, Gladys. Oh, was I handsome then? Oh, Gladys, of belly. Course. Are you kidding? Gladys came of voting age when. Uh... Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt was president. And that's why that's she right. has the views she has about the bull moose party and whatnot. And became a horsewoman. That's right. Uh, where was I? Uh, oh, so I remember first time discussing taxes and then ex- explaining the progressive tax code that uh, I had assumed everybody t- pays 10%. And if you make 10 times as much, you pay 10 times as much. I thought that was perfectly fair. And then the teacher was a great teacher, by the way. Uh, shout out to Mr. Rice and Mr. Palm, if you're still around. Um, 
explaining that, oh, no, 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 no. The more you make, the higher percentage you pay. And I thought, no, that's that's punishing success. That's wrong. So I don't know. Weird little kid. Um, but uh, what they don't mention in the impressionable years hypothesis is that virtually our entire system of education is working to exploit that and indoctrinate these kids into radical leftist policies. How do you talk about the impressionable, impressionable years hypothesis mm. and, and say, well, for instance, if Reagan is handsome and making good speeches, that might change your politics. But you leave out, you know, 16 years of schooling? Come on. That's a pretty good point. I think more and more people are waking up to that, which brings us to the Oregon horror. Here's your headline from Oregon Live, a liberal website that is the uh, the website of the Oregonian. Oregon, again, says students don't need to prove mastery of reading, writing, or math to graduate, citing harm to students of colors. color. Oregon high school students won't have to prove basic mastery of any of the big subjects till at least 2029. The state of education decided unanimously at the end of last week, extending the pause on the controversial graduation requirement that began in 2020. So who who voted unanimously? The State Board of Education. How do you get on that, I wonder? But so they all agree with something that to us is as wrong and evil and counterproductive as anything I could possibly imagine. Oh, yeah. They all agree, every single one of them. How in the world is that possible? It is ideology not just trumping common sense and what is plainly true. It's like beating it to death. Do you the leaders think you've... of the oh, go ahead? God, I would like to have some of those people on the air and have an honest well, at least for a while, not like losing my temper conversation. I'm sure at some point I'd be like, What the hell is wrong with you? But <laughs> right. um uh, but I would like to have a conversation like how is this helping any individual kid to graduate them from high school when they can't read? How are they ever going to make it in the world? How have you done them any favors? Yeah, why are you operating schools exactly if you can't educate people? And in fact, you're so... Well, let me, let me get to the conclusion in a second. Let me hit you with this, then we'll we'll continue the discussion. Um... Giving students with low academic skills extra instruction in writing and math, which most high schools did in response to the graduation rules, helped them, they have argued, but not enough, blah, blah, blah. So leaders of the Oregon Department of Education, members of the state school board, said requiring all students to pass one of several standardized tests or create an in-depth assignment for their teacher judged as meeting state standards was a harmful hurdle for historically marginalized students, a misuse of state tests, and did not translate to meaningful improvements in students' post-high school success. So it's all about students of color marginalized uh and, and right. the like i get so, that so oregon will not hold its its schools accountable because it won't hold the kids accountable and the last thing in the world they're gonna do is ask why are these so-called marginalized students not excelling are you a racist? Do you think they're stupid? Do you think darker skin equals less intellect or ability? 
Is it a cultural problem? Is it a family problem? What is the problem, Oregon? Why won't you, you woke cowards ever speak the truth? You don't even seek the truth. They postpone. They're so terrified of any truth seeking. They've said, we're not even going to ask the question anymore if, of are these kids ready to graduate? We're not even going to ask. So what's that uh, 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 rhetorical method? It's a Latin term. You take something to a ridiculous point to make. Oh, reductium ad absurdum. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not Latino. I don't know Latin. A good example of that would be how about you give all the kids of color who aren't doing well a Ph.D. from a prominent university. Here you go. You now have a doctorate from Harvard in whatever you want it to be. There you go. Why don't we do that? Why don't you do that? If you're going to give a meaningless diploma, why not give a meaningless college diploma and then a meaningless master's, then a meaningless PhD? You can buy the box set and save 25% if you buy them at once. And if your counter to that would be, well, they don't actually have a PhD, so if they get hired somewhere to do something they're not actually going to know how to do it yeah putting aside the fact that most phds are worthless um (laughs) i see your point now uh, because accuracy it's the same principle you 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 if if a kid's if if your high school diploma is supposed to mean you you have a certain level of knowledge to work at the job but then you get there and you can't read or do simple math then what good have you done the kid yeah, what have you done exactly, Oregon schools? Because accuracy is my hallmark. I will point out that one dean said, we're going to keep doing the assessments, but we're just not going to use them for anything, like graduating, because that's an inappropriate use of an assessment, whether somebody is assessed to have God dang gotten it. to the point they get a diploma. So, how many, so here's what, something I'd like to know. I'd like to see a survey of this. How many parents would agree with me on this? If my kid is not reading or doing math at level, God, and the, and the requirements are so low. I yeah. mean, to, yeah. to be at grade level, to, to, it's such, such a low bar. But if my kid isn't there, Please, I'm begging you hold them back. I'm begging you. I will pay you. What can I do to get you to hold my kid back? How many parents would agree with me or think that's awful and want their kids to graduate? Do you have any guess on that? Make sure we all know what's going on so I can intervene somehow or I can find a program or whatever. For goodness sakes, don't pretend my kid is ready. Uh, My final note on this topic is, hey, Oregon, congratulations on doing the work of the Ku Klux Klan. You are so effective in making sure that children of color are second-class citizens and can't succeed because you are unaware, unable, unwilling to ask, why are these kids not achieving in a public way? You don't want to blame the victim. Well, you don't want to help the victim either. When I go to the doctor, I expect them to tell me what the hell is wrong. What is the cause of this and what we can do about it? No, they don't always do that either. They're not going to tell you you're overweight. They're not going to tell you you need to exercise. They're not going to... Yeah, well, Darwin is uh, sitting in his study chuckling. Uh, More on this topic and a whole bunch of others on the way.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Justice Amy Coney Barrett said that she wouldn't mind seeing a code of conduct instituted for the Supreme Court, while Clarence Thomas said that he wouldn't mind seeing what she working with under that robe. <laughs> Wow, what's that like? The horny black man humor? That was really uncomfortable. Well, why did you choose Justice Thomas as opposed to any of the other guys who are heterosexuals? I didn't. Was there a visual that accompanied that? I don't know. That joke made me uncomfortable. Before we get to something important, the handshake heard round the world between Taylor Swift and Britney. Oh, oh. again. Uh, I watched the hand- they love each other. We're getting lots of texts about this. I, <laughs> I watched the handshake, says this texter. Nope, Brittany just holds out her hand while Taylor does all the work. Okay. Um, I was wondering if women are annoyed by this because I'm annoyed by it. Woman here also finds the Taylor Swift, Brittany Mahomes cheer squad a vulgar display of attention-getting hype throw-up emoji. Um, yeah, just, okay, your hot, popular, wealthy, and your hot, popular, wealthy boyfriends just did something well, and you, the cameras are on you, so, ah! Well, <laughs> obviously, the TV networks and the sportscasters think we want to see it, because it's inevitable. You, you, tell me the next time Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown, and they don't show Britney Spears if she's in the stadium. Uh, it may uh, never happen. Taylor Swift, they show Britney Spears and she's oh, cheering for That will really that would, add to the story. That that would be weird. He's also involved of, uh, with Britney Spears. I was thinking Britney uh, Mahomes, but so Taylor yes. Swift, obviously, but it, it will never happen again. There will yeah. be a 100% ratio of touchdowns to shots of Taylor Swift. Like 12 catches or something for uh, for Kelsey, so the whole he's distracted by Taylor Swift thing, it didn't, didn't matter on uh, yesterday. Um, more importantly, so the New York Post had a story about Joe Biden loaning his brother $200,000 for some sort of situation. This came out Friday. Chairman Comer, you know, is running that Republican committee that's looking into all the Biden finance stuff. Right. Now, the New York Post covered it well. The Washington Post and New York Times didn't have a word on it. 
Mark Halpern writes this in his newsletter over the weekend uh, because there's no there's no denying going on that this $200,000 loan between Joe and his brother happened. Halpern writes, if you think there is a 0% chance that um, blah, 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 skip the story. If you think it odd that Joe Biden had 200000 laying around liquid to give to his brother and aren't curious why his brother needed the money and why he turned to Joe for it, by all means, skip the New York Post story. Yeah, how wealthy do you have to be to have $200,000 liquid that you give to your brother for some reason? <laughs> well, see, I think that's jumping past the, the real story. 2018, James Biden received $200,000 from a company called AmeriCorps. He immediately transferred it to Joe Biden with the uh, note loan repayment. So did that loan even exist? Right, exactly. Yeah. There's something going on there. Maybe it's what you're asking. Maybe it's what I'm asking, but there's something. If you missed a second, you get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. (laughs) And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. So this got a fair amount of attention bouncing around the social media world in conservative circles that Bill Maher, one of the most famous liberals in America, battling the Bush administration and all kinds of conservative this and right wing that over many, many, many decades has not changed his opinions at all. But so much of the left has gone so far over there that he now seems like a conservative. Well, he is technically conservative as he is trying to conserve what liberalism used to be, which is what conservative is. You're trying to conserve something. Um, But uh, he didn't change. They did. And uh, as you heard there saying, don't go to college, got kind of a smattering of I think I'm supposed to applaud because I 
paid for these tickets and got in and have always that been sounded like an applause show, line to me yeah. yeah and a couple of his guests kind of like rolled their eyes like whoa because how dare you ever say don't go to college or certainly don't go to elite colleges but anyway let's roll through some of this higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed in the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. Um, uh, again, uncomfortable responses from the audience. It takes a lot of guts to sit there in front of guests who you know don't agree with you and an audience who you know mostly doesn't agree with you and say that stuff. Mm -hmm. I heard him on his other um, basement show talking about how it bothers him that a lot of the late-night hosts went political and get credit for being like edgy or brave or whatever and he said all they oh. do is say stuff that their audiences love they never say anything opposite of what their audience wants to hear <laughs> yeah i heard conan o'brien and a great comedy writer talking about that the uh, the concept of clapter where your your joke is trump's an a-hole yeah <laughs> it's clapter there's no cleverness to it it's not well designed it's not sophisticated nobody will remember it two minutes from now but it gets clapter I never heard that term before. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I think Tina Fey may have come up with it. Anyway, um, I, I like that clip for a couple of reasons. He pointed out the, the stark hypocrisy of the uh, microaggression crowd, but also how that whole philosophy, and I've been yelling this for years now, it, it empowers them completely to the point of we can commit genocide, but you can't even disagree with me or I will call that violence and I will weep and I will scream in a bullhorn in your face. And if you dare, like, knock the bullhorn away because it's physically damaging your hearing, you become the bad guy and I get to do anything. It's so obviously a tactic. And they've gotten away f with it for a long time, but I'm glad to hear Bill Maher calling him on it. Here's a little more of Bill Maher from Friday night. 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. <laughs> but it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and gender queer identities class. Yeah, good one. Keep going there, Michael. College life today is a day spa combined with a North Korean re-education camp. It's a daycare center with a meal plan, except the toddlers can fire the adults. The fact that college presidents, who usually love to speak out about anything, couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust is a lot about who really controls colleges and why, if ignorance is, is a disease, Harvard Yard is the Wuhan wet market. And this next clip, and then we'll discuss, has one of my favorite lines. When the First Amendment Watchdog Group Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression began ranking colleges based on their commitment to free speech and inquiry, Harvard came in dead last. There's only one set of acceptable opinions on campus, and it's policed hard. The old dorm room bull sessions, <laughs> it's less risky shooting the sh in Scientology. 
Yeah, I thought that was a good line. It probably is. You get a, yeah, you'd get you have more varied opinions as a Scientologist than at, uh, at, at an elite university. Um, so here's my concern, though. So on, on one hand, you could say, wow, when, uh, when liberal lights like Bill Maher, who's a hero, of course, he used to be a hero to college campuses. I went and saw him on a, a major college campus back in the 90s. Huge, raucous crowd, loving everything he had to say. Now he won't go on a college campus because he says everything he says is too controversial and he's had too much hate come his way. So he won't even speak at colleges anymore. So that's how much it's changed. But so you could say that, well, when Bill Maher starts to call these places out, that's that's when maybe we're going to get some change. My concern is that the only people on the left criticizing this are old. He's like 70 years old. You know, when we quote Matt Taibbi all the time, who's in his 50s as an old liberal who's calling out that when all these people are gone, I don't know if there's anybody new coming along that isn't in agreement with this point of view. I'm trying to find this list of classes um, at some of the, I, oh, I found the right article, at some of the so-called elite universities um, and, and this study goes deep into the percentage of uh, progressive and conservative professors, and it's your 93 to 2. I mean, it's just astonishing. But this this list of classes was actually comedic. I'll, I'll try to dig it up for uh, later in the show. I can't come across it. But it, it reminds me of when you were thinking of getting an advanced degree in history, and you realized you couldn't take any history classes. They're right. all... Uh, the history of Spain through the intersectional lens of black empowerment and that sort of thing. Women's roles in the Civil War, that sort of stuff, which is fine, but not if you just want to major in general history. It all has to be some sort of identity politics thing. Yeah, some gosh, grievance where is study that? thing. Well, uh, the, the names of the classes were indistinguishable from parody. Right. It's, um, uh, uh, remember, guy, I was on a Shakespeare kip- kick a couple of months ago and reading a lot of Harold Bloom, uh, liberal professor from uh, Yale, I think. But his complaint was nobody was teaching Shakespeare anywhere in America now, other than through the lens of here's what's wrong with this play, where it, uh, you know, uh, negatively portrays women, or here's what's wrong with, with this situation. Um, nobody was just flat out straight portraying shakespeare anymore and the same is right. true with all your history revolutionary war civil war world war ii whatever well here's some of them uh princeton offers black plus queer in leather course uh harvard of course focuses on implementing sustainable anti-racist dei systems nyu announces a new lgbtq plus nursing course um you know on and on and on uh, where's that list of uh the political science courses, you cannot find an education. All you can find is an indoctrination, unless you're an engineer. And even then, as we've discussed, like in California, where the uh, community college teachers are forced to sign an oath of progressivism, where they say, yes, I'm supposed to be teaching biochemistry, but every lesson will revolve around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let's talk about the oxygen molecule. Some people get less oxygen because they live near a freeway. Frequently, those are people of color. Why right. do you think people of color live next to a freeway? Uh, there's no chance I'm going to get into medical school unless you teach me biochemistry, please. Right. Yeah, this is a problem, man. I'd say it is.
I think on a couple of these subjects, though, I'm starting to get the feeling that enough people are waking up to it that there may be enough critical mass to do something about it. It could be the college system is so diseased in the U.S. it can't be fixed. I mean, speaking of biochemistry, it could be that the patient is is septic and the bacteria is in the bloodstream and it's too late. I don't know. Or does it take does it take a while for employers to start telling Harvard, hey, you know, you're not sending me people that are ready to to work here anymore. So, uh, yeah, yeah, what's up? you would think that might do it. I don't know. Uh, you can comment as always. Uh, it's, a, it's a heck of a thing, but I, I admire Bill Maher for speaking in front of an audience that he's got to know ninety percent of them don't agree with him. So, a peek behind the curtains. Usually, at the end of hour one of the program, we uh, do something we call the lead story, where Katie Green uh, tells us what, like all a bunch of different news outlets are listing as their their lead story, just to compare and contrast and discuss and that sort of thing. Well, we forgot. But she's ready to go, so we thought we'd squeeze it in an hour three instead. <laughs> we well, we, we had a head of steam in hour one. Yeah. We're we're cranking. So, Katie Green, the news machine with Green's things, that's what I call that's it. That's not what it's freaking called. The little respect. On the way. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, there is a lot going on in the world around the country. The Republican clown show continues as they try to select a Speaker of the House. We haven't even mentioned that. Uh, at least not uh, not in any detail. Wake me when it's over or starts or is midway. Uh, big hour four on the way right as well. But right now, let's find out who's reporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? Well, starting with the New York Times, death toll rises in Gaza, officials say, as Israel launches intense airstrikes. 
Yeah, the I watched so much news about night. this, and everything was from the point of view of Palestinian casualties. All the coverage. From the Washington right. Hello. From the Washington Post, Hezbollah steps up attacks, IDF says, fueling fears of wider conflict. New York Times thing. Um, remember those statistics that everybody's giving out on how many Palestinians have been killed are coming from the same source that gave you the Israelis have struck a hospital. Same exact people. And that is a Hamas organization. I'm sure lots of Palestinians are being killed, but why are we going with those numbers and, and, and presenting them without the, without the disclaimer of, remember, these people lied like crazy a week ago. And uh, flipping through the Alphabet Network's coverage uh, yesterday and over the weekend, it was just striking. Every report was from the point of view of death and destruction of gaza or the west bank or the damage being done to poor palestinian people in their buildings not to discount their suffering it's real but nothing was from the point of view of the difficulty of defending israel from its enemies which are trying to kill its people from all sides it was all back to the comfortable lefty narrative of big mean israel oppressing the oppressed they should at the very least throw in every time they mention Hamas. Hamas, an organization whose oath is to destroy every Jew on the planet, that's their whole... Or that's their. That's not like just a sideline of their organization. It's the only reason the organization exists. Yeah, if you're going to bring that up, you got to talk about the Koran, though, and that's a little uncomfortable. So, back to you, Katie. From USA Today, U.S. readies troops, expects Israeli-Hamas war to escalate. Oh, boy. Basically, that we're getting ready to jump in here. Well, yeah, Israel vowed if uh, Hezbollah attacks them, they will wipe the Ayatollahs from the face of the earth. We, the United States, has let it be known through channels that if that happens, we're in. So, yeah, we got to get ready. From Politico, McConnell supports packaging aid to Ukraine and Israel together. Yeah, I watched that interview with him yesterday. That's about to become a political fissure in this country. Because you've got a whole bunch of Democrats who don't want uh, aid to go into Israel. you got a whole bunch of Republicans that don't want aid going to Ukraine. Um, I don't know how they're going to fix that. From the Washington Times, Biden shatters record for worst border with 3.2 million illegal immigrants, 169 terrorism suspects. The border is secure. Yeah, it's not just, it's like somebody pole vaulted 30 feet. I mean, he's blown away the old records. He He's made them look like weak, weak efforts. New York Post, Kevin McCarthy warns of potential terrorist sleeper cells in the United States. Yeah, certainly could be. I hope we don't wake up one day and find out that, I mean, if 50 guys out of the hundreds of thousands of people that have come across the border, if 50 guys are part of one organization with a plan, man, they could make a hell of a racket. And as we discussed last week, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of folks who have poured across the border who are from Middle Eastern terroristic sporting countries. They might not be terrorists, but they might be. The only upside from a terrorist attack like that is we would finally secure our border, I assume. From page six, Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes debut BFF handshake at Travis Kelsey's Kansas City Chiefs game. Handshake heard around the world. That's exactly right. You got to learn it. Learn the handshake today. 
Got this email from uh, Julie. I don't know if the whole Swifty phenomenon is good for the NFL or not, but I do know of at least two dads who are thrilled because their seven and nine year old daughters suddenly want to sit down and watch football with them. And I think that's super sweet. And finally, from the Babylon Bee, Biden announces he has secured pinky promise from Hamas to not use $100 million for terrorism. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. So the Israelis uh, have shockingly not gone into Gaza full force yet. I'm surprised by that. I would have not predicted that. I don't know how much of it is the request of the Biden administration to slow down or how much of it is them thinking it over. I don't have any idea. That sort of urban warfare is not a suicide mission, but it's whatever's next. If you can wait and and tip the battlefield more in your favor, I think you'd do that, judging by what I've read. Um, Either way, it's going to be horrible. Well, I've heard different opinions on this. Is it tipping it more in your favor or more in their favor? Is this allowing them to get their ducks in a row or for you to get your ducks in a row? Now, my assumption would be their ducks were already in a row. They knew when they were going to launch their attack. They were. They knew there would be a response. I would well, assume they've been they running were, Gaza since, what is it, 2007? Yeah, I would assume that they're as ready as they're going to get. And as in terms of the whole, well, you've got to make sure you never have another attack like this. I, I'm also assuming that hundreds of thousands of troops and all those tanks lined up on the border mean Hamas is not going to go into Israel, Israel and kill 1,400 people now. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely true. On a totally different topic, got this comment on Oregon and its uh, Board of Education suspending any requirement, essentially, to graduate from high school in Oregon. If you, you can't read a word, you can't add one plus one, uh, but you'll still get your diploma in Oregon because the standards were hurting uh, historically uh, disenfranchised people and children of color, blah, blah, blah. Uh, John writes, guys, the Oregon Board of Education is appointed by our liberal, worthless governor, Tina Kotek. They're all in it together. Yep. Just unbelievable. Laboratories of democracy. You know, if, if we did the whole laboratories of democracy thing, where, for instance, San Francisco tries its policies, and, and well, California in general, and Oregon, and whatever. Meanwhile, Wyoming's doing what Wyoming does, and Idaho, and blah, blah. But we all had to have an honest report, at, like at the end of every year. And then you could rank them and, and see them on some sort of chart. Who has the best educational outcomes? Why do you think that is? That sort of thing. Then, if the laboratories of democracy ever had to report on their findings, I think the system would work better. You just got some of the laboratories of democracy that are like, yeah, we're going to try to transplant the head of a pig on a human being. And then, you know, you go to them at the end of the year, because that's practically what Oregon's educational programs are. And you say, uh, how'd that go, that whole pig head on the dude thing? And they get to say, the hierarchy of the patriarchy and uh, racial white supremacy has uh, disinvested or disenfranchised. And you're like, what the hell? And then they get to shuffle off and pretend like it wasn't a miserable disaster. Where's the accountability, huh? I had quite a conversation with my kids the other day about head transplants. Maybe we'll have to talk about that later. Um, We do four hours of this show every day, which seems like too much. But anyway, if you miss a segment, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Bunch of pigheads. Armstrong and Getty. 
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.